in America that could not be put right quickly, dramatically, if across America, in the pulpits of America, from sea to shining sea, this Sunday and every Sunday, a generation of preachers would open the book of truth and preach, thus saith the Lord God Almighty, without God, fear. That, I'll tell you, it has such energy, has such e expression as it does, that it's so explicit for our lives because God's wanting to help us with His Word that traces us and faces us and places us. Together, they opnustos, and it means God breathes. All Scripture is God breathed. Hebrews 4, 12 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the mind and asunder of the soul and spirit, and the joint of the mouth, and is an discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Welcome to the Exposition Expedition, and it's good to have you on here. And I've got my friend, Nate Hobbs, with us today, and uh, so it's a blessing to have him. Uh, Nate, good to have you. Man, thanks for having me, brother. It's an honor to be here, man. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about you, about uh, the ministry that you're in, and uh, just some stuff going on in your life right now. Some of them might not know you, so let them know some stuff. Well, it's an honor to be on here. My name, as he already said, is Nathaniel Hobbs, and I'm from Burlington, North Carolina. Grew up in a preacher's home. My dad's Pastor Randy Hobbs, New Hope Baptist Church. Grew up there my whole life. And then around you know, 1920, the Lord opened up some doors, did a, some, I guess you could call it evangelism for a little while. And at 23, I started pastoring Belmont Baptist Church, and I've been there ever since. It'll be four years in May, and the Lord has helped us. The Lord has blessed us. And Back in October, I recently got married to uh, who many people would know as Gracie Carr. That's my wife now. And uh, the Lord has just been so good, man. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. And uh, that's great. Glad to see what the Lord's doing uh, in you and through you and all that's going on there in Burlington. That's a blessing. So let's dive right into this. And uh, we're just going to get a little bit of insight uh, from Pastor Nathaniel and some stuff that's going on the way he does it. And everybody does it a little bit different, and that's all right. And uh, so we just want to see a little bit and uh, get a little bit of insight on uh, the way Brother Nathaniel does it. And so we're just going to ask him a few questions, and uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to you. And so let's just dive right into it, Nate. Um, first one, in your words, basically, what is expository preaching? Well, I would define expository preaching as exposing what the text actually says it is you taking the context of the writer's uh, words and saying exactly what he says in other words look, i guess maybe a better way to define what it is is by defining what it's not um you know we you and me grew up in the same kind of world we grew up in the same kind of church circles and so many preachers i call them thought preachers i mean they can give you a good thought but Instead of, like, perfect example, I, I, I heard a guy one time, a young guy came up to me one time. He said, Brother Nathaniel, he said, I'm going to preach on uh, this subject. And he said the subject he wanted to preach on being unrooted. And I said, all right, what's your text? He said, I don't have one yet. <laughs> so, you know, what he done was he, 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 he took yeah. a thought first and then tried to have to go hunt down a text to find that. Expository preaching is the exact opposite. You find the text, and your thought comes from the text. 
Right. And so that's what I would define. I would define expository preaching as you saying what the text actually says. Yeah. I like that. That's exactly what it is. So secondly, uh, who are some expositors the Lord has really used to impact and influence you personally? Well, um, I guess, first of all, I, I would define my dad as one. Uh, you know, maybe not the, the, the way of preaching through books of the Bible all the time, but it was one of them things where, you know, looking back, I didn't know what I had because, you know, when you're a young preacher, you get impressed with stupid stuff, and I didn't know what I right. had back home. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, my dad, looking back now, my dad, he, he's a great Bible preacher. Um, obviously, you know, if I'm going to really, really get down to a nitty-gritty one, uh, who's better than the preacher of yesteryear, Martin Lloyd-Jones? I mean, what an yeah. expositor. <laughs> spent, yeah. He spent 12 years in Romans. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he he's an expositor. Um, yes, you know, there's even there's guys in our circles, you know, Brother Kenny Baldwin, he's incredible. Brother mm -hmm. Ryan McBride, he's incredible. Oh, yeah. um, probably probably the best one in my life, honestly, that would have been uh, Brother Rick Safer when I went to college. He is a real expositor. You know, he, he can break down a text as good as anybody and get you to the jugular of it. So yes, the Lord's used a lot of people in my life. Brother Dale, I know he's not on here. Brother Dale can do it, man. Uh, I, God's been good to me. I've been around some of them, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah, some of those are great. Uh, thirdly, what would be, um, why did you pre start preaching expository sermons? I'll tell you where it all happened. I'll tell you where it all clicked for me. I, uh, you know, I, 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 got, I started preaching it. The Lord called me to preach at 13 and, you know, 17. I, I started really getting serious about it and started pursuing, you know, Bible college and different things like that. And I was all caught up in those, you know, those, that thought. You find this some flashy thought, find some flashy title, and it all goes from there. And literally, you would you you would build a sermon around illustrations, and then you have to. What I like one guy said is you use a guys that don't preach expository, they use the Bible as a as a cane instead of a diving board. Right. Use you using the text just to help you instead of using it from your very launching platform. Well, anyways, long story short, I was twenty years old, and I wanted my best to preach for the first time. I remember it ever happened to me. I, instead of preaching a thought or a title or some random word, I wanted to preach through John 3. God yeah. put that conversation in my heart between Jesus and Nicodemus. Right. And I broke down that text, and I said, you know what? That is what it's supposed to be like. And then yes. through that process, so I started reading. I, I used to not read or study, and it was in that time the Lord kind of put studying in my heart and you know taught me things like that. And So that was kind of the moment it all started in my life and you know then i realized from that you know, the perks of it you know when you preach expository preaching you know especially like like you and me who's in a church when you preach that way a couple of things you know number one it forces you to preach the whole counsel of god you can't pick right. and choose you can't yeah. you can't you know there, there's texts these guys have never ever worked through right there is i mean i wonder you know these hard texts in scripture there are so many churches because these pastors avoid them. They just avoid it. Expositor preaching forces you to deal with the whole counsel of God. Number two, it uh, you you get to hit things you know that you never would otherwise. Number three, um, it keeps you in a systematic study, and your people get a systematic study of Scripture. You yep. need these things exactly. And so I guess through that, I started seeing the the benefits of it. Number and then number four, 
you know, you know this feeling, Brother Coken, where you're up tossing and turning all night long. Oh, God, what do I preach on? What do I preach on? What do I preach on? <laughs> if you preach the scripture, brother, I've heard this whole thing. I, I think it's nonsense. I want to preach the right message. Brother, if you preach the Holy Scripture in its context, you're right. going to preach the right thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. And so I I think we started seeing the perks of it that way, you know. Yep. Yep, exactly. I mean, if God already said it, then obviously he wants it to be spoken. God, <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, and, 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 people say it to be funny sometimes, but I'm preacher brand you said all the time. It's open up your Bible anywhere. It's all good. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly it's right. It's all good. Yep. It's all good. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I know somewhat what they're talking about because there are times when there's just cert, certain messages that are on your heart. You know, the Lord just put something on your heart, and I get that. But at the same sure. time, like you said, it's all good. So it's all good. I think, and I think, in what I've done, I used to do different books every service. I like I'd have a, I'd be going through a book on Sunday morning, a book on Sunday night, a book on Wednesday night, and I have left a couple of those services open. And, you know, if the Lord has a special text in my heart. But I do think there ought to be one service every week. You're boom, 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 hitting the people of God with it. Yep. I'm for that. Oh, yeah. That's good. So basically give us some insight and kind of a look into what your study looks like, um, the way you do your expository preaching, like as far as we've talked on here before about how we do paragraphs and diff some preachers do it a little bit different. You know, they'll take sometimes a single verse, just different ways to do it. So what is the way you do it? How's your study look? Uh, just how do you go about all that? Uh, here's how I do it. I, uh, I, this is the way preacher Stacy Lane, who's also one of my heroes. I forgot to mention him on the uh, expositors uh, that have influenced me. Here's yeah. what he taught me. It's, it's, it works for me. I, I look at a text and I get familiar with a text and my first thought is what, and I, I do it in abbreviations. I, and this is what I tell young guys that ask me. First of all, I find the M I T the main idea of the text. All right. I know these, we got these guys, they feel like they have to preach something you've never heard before. You ain't got to do that. You find the main idea of the text. What is Paul saying? Right. What is Peter saying? What is yeah. John saying? What is Jesus saying? What is David? You know, what are they saying? What is the point of this text? Yeah. And therefore, from the you you develop the main idea of the message um, of, of the text. MIT that should be the main idea of the message. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you preach what Paul said, what he was trying to say. Preach what Peter was trying to say. You preach what Jesus was trying to say. You ain't got to find this whole thing, you know, it, it ain't got to be this treasure chest hunt where you're trying to find something. Oh, right. Lord, they, I'm about to, that's just, that's exhausting. And then before you know it, you're, you're, you're taking scripture out of context. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're, you're just stretching. You ain't got to stretch. Right. You, you know, that's where you develop, you know, the five questions. And I know y'all probably talked about this. You know, you, you develop, okay, who is saying this? Find out. Yeah. Like, for, I just finished James at my church. I just preached through the whole book of James. Oh, yeah. Who Who is James? All right. You develop that. That gives you a great background. He's a half-brother of the Lord. You know, James, boom. Then you find out who is he talking to. All right. Then you find out where is he talking from? Where is these believers that's reading this going to be at? Then what is, and then, like, Peter, you, we've all heard that whole verse. 
you know, count it all joy when you enter in the diverse temptations. You heard that verse, but when you understand, okay, Peter's going through this. He's talking to strength, the strangers and scattered abroad all those regions of Asia Minor. Yep. Then he says all this. You develop, that's all the part of the main idea. <laughs> yeah, then it comes right. to the main idea of your message. You preach what the message is portraying. Yeah, exactly. That, there's that old saying, and anyways, they say, you know, if you found something nobody's ever heard before, it ain't right anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you literally think after all these um, legends, God has raised up, but they equal to the main said. Yeah, if and Spurgeon know, if Spurgeon never found it, it's probably not there. <laughs> listen, if Spurgeon never said it, it ain't in there. No, I'm just <laughs> I do love Spurgeon, but oh yeah, uh, I, you know, I just I, I I see that so much, man, and 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 I understand. You want to be original? Don't get me wrong. We want to be original. Oh, yeah. we're not. We're, we're, yeah, we're you not, want to be fresh. Wanna, we don't want to have copycat religion here, and so many yeah. people's guilty of that, you know. Right. Uh, I have been myself, but we, we, we want to be fresh. You want to give fresh, warm bread, man. But, you know, let's not stretch it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So let's, let's look at, um, so how has, you kind of mentioned a little bit of this already anyways, but I guess we can go into a little bit more detail with it. How has expository preaching really changed your church? Like, what's some results that you've seen from it? Well, I'm, let me let me say this: I'll never forget the first service. Uh, the church that I'm at is a uh, man. I, I pastor some of the greatest people on planet Earth. I'm so fortunate to pastor those Amen. people. But uh, this is this kind of the, the preacher before me. He had strengths that I'll never have. He had a lot of great qualities. But it, he he wasn't really a guy that would you know break down books of the Bible and things like that. And I'll never forget that uh, first Sunday morning I got up in there and I said, oh, "We're going." My very first book the Lord put on my heart. We went through First Thessalonians, and I remember their face like we're going to be in First Thessalonians every Sunday. You know that that was their face was so shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, and I, I, I didn't say this kind of either. And I, let me let me kind of go back to the, the pros of expository preaching. You know. If you are topical, all right, all the time, and you preach on felt needs, anytime there's a situation in your church, you're going to go hit it on, put it right on them. That that never stops. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're, if it, one I call it is felt, it's felt needs. Therefore, you felt the time. You know, then, like, perfect example, like, I was going through James the other day, and I preached on favoritism. Who would have ever preached on favoritism if you're not, you know what I mean? But I was saying all that to say this. I, uh, I have I, our church has been able to. You, you go through them texts that maybe they had questions about. They're like, wow, what is this trying to say? Then you get through the vein of it, and uh, it is so fortunate. Let me. I, I I think this is one way it's changed our church. And it's, it's brother Danny Buchanan's made this statement many many times. If you get full of the word, you're going to get full of faith. It's faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word. Right. When you're constantly giving your people a steady diet of the Word of God, it increases faith, it increases worship, it increases knowledge. And so I say all that to say this in four years, I see people, and by no means, I mean, they would do a whole lot better if they had a better preacher than me. But I see people full of faith. I see people that are starting to believe God. I see people that are learning how to deal with certain situations in their families and their lives in the church. Uh, I think it's 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 helped people have a systematic study and understanding of scripture. I, you know, I I just I I see it in my way 
I see a I see it's increasing understanding of the whole purpose of church, yeah. the purpose of worship, right. the purpose of how to handle situations. I see more. I think it's brought intent to our my church. It's brought purpose. It's brought uh, perspective and approach uh, that you know, that may not have been there. I I, I think that I um. It's just, I, I, it's definitely helped our church. I, I can honestly say that it is. Right. I got people, you know, and I think in these days people are starving for it, you know, and I know, listen, we can go down here and we can chase the hype and we can chase all this stuff, but there's going to come a day where that's exhausting and mm-hmm. there's going to be people that want, they're just, they want a steady diet of scripture. And so I, uh, I think that's where my church is at. They, they want to, they want to be fed. And by the way, let me just drop this bomb right here. All these preachers, let me drop a little theological bomb. All you dear preachers that feel the pressure of trying to wow your people all the time, and you feel the pressure, oh, I got to impress. Let me just, let me drop a little bomb. Sheep like the word. Yeah. Goats, goats got to be impressed. Goats got to be impressed. Exactly right. And y'all probably hit on that, but let me tell you something. People that love God love the scripture. Yeah, and and people that love God and are growing in grace and in knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, yep. they are content with this with a yeah. preacher getting up there feeding their soul. Yeah, that's what John Butler called. It. He called it sheep food. Yeah, the gospel and the word of God is sheep food. So I th- I don't remember. I'm not gonna misquote somebody. So one and I it's like me who said this. He says, "Quit trying to impress the goats. Feed the sheep." Yeah. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. (laughs) Yep. You know, we just got to understand this. We got to get, and I I, I probably just go back to another question. I know you guys have said this. I I can't say it any better than y'all have said, and y'all have had some great, great guys on here. We got to just get back. Here's the whole goal. Here's how you say, I don't know why we ought to expository preach. Here's what we got to get. We have to understand, is the word of God where the power is or not? That's the divine, yeah. that is the bottom right. line. It's the word, word where the power is. The power right. is not in our delivery. The power is not in our charisma. And the power is not in your fancy thought. You right. think you've got from scripture. Your, the power yeah. of God, according to Paul, is the word. Yeah. It is the seed, as Jesus said. And either exactly. it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, or it's not. Either yeah. it's the lamp unto our feet, or it's not. Either it's the light, or it's not. Either it is, you know, the, the, what, what, how the world sees it as foolishness for those who are saved that it's the power of God and salvation. It's either all right. that or it's not. Yep. So, brother, thank God for the incorruptible word that's yes, forever sir. settled in heaven and yep. thunder it out because it is what does it. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's exactly right. That's what, that's, what this, that's, what, that's the whole reason we're doing this podcast. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about the word. It's about the book. And, you know, like, we're all hungry for revival. Listen, revival is not possible from out the word, you, 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 without the word. You try to hear somebody having revival where there ain't been, ain't no preaching going on, it ain't revival. It ain't yep. go ahead and just say, hey, this ain't it. Yeah. Exactly hey, right. praise God for the word, brother. Yeah. I was reading the other day, and this guy, I don't remember his name, but it wasn't me. I know that much. This guy said, uh, and I believe he was a Puritan, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But he was talking about how there was a time of plague in their land. It's a it's a book. It's a really good book. Some of y'all ought to get it. It's called Godly Directions in a Time of Plague. And um, this book was saying 
Uh, it was a sermon he had preached in a time of plague uh, when he was alive, and he was preaching about, and this is what he said. This is sums it up. He said that there was a plague because there was a famine of the word of God because the preachers were ignorant, or, or the people were ignorant of the word, and the preachers were basically apathetic to preach the word. Well, I think and I, I mean, think of, you find a lot of that in the, in the book of Amos, brother. That's that's on yep. whole time. Yep. There's a famine in the land. Yep, that's exactly we, what it is. We, There's a famine of the word of God. I think that it would just and, and listen. We all understand that it is possible to preach in word only. That's possible. The Bible says, or I can't remember if it was Peter or Paul who said it. I desire not to preach in, in word only. We don't want to be word only preachers, right? But in power and demonstration of the Holy yeah. Ghost. That there there is right. a fine line there. Oh yeah. But I uh, I just we have to understand that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. I think one of the verses we 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 don't hold on to enough as preachers, and if it's true, it's huge for expository gospel like you and me. If it is true. Yeah where the Bible says you have exalted your word above your own name. Yeah. Right. Let, me, let, me, let, me drop, let me drop this bomb right here. Peter, this is this blessed me. This, this is one of the things, Brother Kogan, that got me to expository preaching. Peter, I think it's in his second epistle, was talking about experiences. We, you and me grew up in experientialism. Yeah, we know you know we grew up around guys that are hunting experience, 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 and all. And I thank God there is an experiential element to this thing. Don't get me wrong; there definitely oh, is yeah. an element. Yeah, but we got to understand the priority here. Let's just talk about this. Peter, the great apostle. Let's just be honest. If anybody had an experience, he did. I mean, first oh, yeah. of all, walking on water—that's a big deal. His mother-in-law right. was killed—that's a big. But let's let's the biggest experience of all time. It would be no better. He lived it on earth. On the Mount of Transfiguration, what is yeah. a bigger experience right. than that? He's up there, sees the the Lord Jesus in His undisclosed glory, sees Moses and Elijah, and then you hear the voice of God saying, "This is my beloved Son, to whom I will yeah. please." Okay, that's bigger than any experience you and me ever been in, right? But then he's over there in his epistle, and he says, "I was an eyewitness to the glory," and I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I wish I had my Bible on me. Oh, here I got it. Let me, let me, let me, let me, excuse me, let me get the scripture right. Let me quote <laughs> Peter right. This is huge. This will help everybody understand this about this about this here subject of expository preaching. Look right here. Look right here. Look here. Look here. He says, "Moreover, no, verse seventeen. For we, uh, yeah." For he received from God the Father honor and glory when came such a voice in information of glory. This is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. He's talking about all that. But look here. And then verse 18. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard. We heard it. And then we were with him in the holy mount. Here's the bottom line. Verse 19. However, we have a more sure word of prophecy. That is the bomb, brother. That is the bomb. Listen, this is what he's saying in, in, in our kind of language. He's saying, I was an eyewitness to the glory of God. I was there. But if I had to pick between the experience and the word, give me the word. He's saying, give me the more sure word of prophecy. That's huge. Yeah. Exactly right. Let's go. So like when, you get, when, you get to, when you get to seeing that, brother, 
I mean, think about that. Would you rather have a faithful diet? And the average Baptist would not say, say, hey, would you rather have a faithful diet of God's word or would you rather go to all these moments in our life where the experience is all that good? They would say, well, I want experience. I want experience. No, Peter would say, no, go to the old man of God that gets up there behind the sacred desk and gives a word every Sunday. Yeah, that's right. I agree. That's good. Well, is there that's, anything that's, else that's, you want to add to that? Or Preach the word, brethren, is what I say. Preach the word. Preach the word. That's exactly right. That, that was the, the first. That was the first episode we put on here. Was preach the word. That was simply it. Preach the word. That's our call. I think all these, all of us, and I'm speaking to myself. The verse that convict, convicts the fire out of me, James three. How those who are teachers and preachers shall have a greater judgment. Yeah. We, I think we all should. We all. We, we're going to have to give an account, dear brethren, for all we say to God's people. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be responsible for that. So, with that being said, we ought to search our hearts and make sure we are preaching the word. Yeah, I think about Brother Coke, and I think you know, yeah, I know you probably agree with this. You go back and listen to some of them sermons we used to preach. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad God's gracious. Hallelujah. We ought to say yeah. Hallelujah. He can clean up our mess. Exactly Praise right. God. Exactly right. But yeah. let's preach the word. That's where the power yeah. is. That's exactly right. That he has the words of eternal life. That's it. The book is the answer. Amen, brother. I love you. I love you. That's the answer. I appreciate you joining us today, and thank you for being a part of this. And, yes, sir, we'll have to do it again sometime. And I was going to give a quick update about Dale. A lot of you know what was going on uh, with Brother Dale and Miss Rachel, and uh, she was having some uh, real physical problems and um, facing some things. And uh, the Lord's really been doing a great work. And so they're doing well yeah. right now. And uh, if you want to stay up to date on some of that, you can just follow them on Facebook or on social media, all that. But they're doing well. And uh, we'll actually be this week. Uh, we're recording this on, what is today? Saturday. And so next week, actually, uh, this coming week will be Wednesday through Friday. We'll be in Nottingham, Pennsylvania and doing a Bible exposition conference. And so if you're in the area, I won't have this out actually till next Friday. So it don't matter anyway, but anyways, we'll be together next week in Pennsylvania. So Dale is doing good. Just wanted to give an update on him and uh, Lord willing next week in Pennsylvania, we'll actually be recording some new episodes. And so you stay on the lookout for that, but we appreciate you, Nate. Thank you for joining us and uh, thank y'all so much until next time. Yes, sir. On the exposition expedition. Keep praying for this podcast. Thank you so much for your interest in being a Bible student. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the Exposition Expedition.